Welcome back, Fellowship of the BBL, to episode 9 of The Sting. In this episode, we'll be recapping each of the team's season results, and I'm going to try to focus a little bit more on the teams who did not make the playoffs this year. And I'd like to add a little disclaimer before we jump too much into this. Please do not take anything I say seriously. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just pointing out things from, a, from an outsider's perspective. So if I say somebody on your team sucks or that you should have done a different move here or there, just take it for what it is and do not take it personally. This is just for entertainment purposes only. Everybody has a way of managing their teams and everybody has a game plan. I don't know what your guys' game plan is all the time. And so again, it's just from someone looking in from the outside, randomly pointing out some things. So if you like to have 10 catchers on your team and I say you should only have one, so be it. Or if I say this guy should be dropped and not owned and there's a reason why you have him on your team that I don't know about or I don't see why you're having it, again, it's fine. Just take it for what it is. This also goes for future podcasts. Especially if we start getting into trade talks. Again, if I point out something uh, during a trade that I didn't see the reason of why you made the trade and I make fun of it or if I put it down, again, don't take it personally. You have your plan of how you're doing it and you made the trade for your reasons. It's just me pointing things out from my perspective. All right, enough of that. So let's move on to why we're here. On the forum, over the years, and in other podcasts that you might listen to, your know, players always talk about putting grouping teams or grouping owners into categories. I'm going to kind of do the same thing here. I have three categories I'm going to lump people into. A majority of all the owners are lumped into one category for this episode, which is they're all competitive, they're all active both on trades, waiver wires, forum. It's all the teams that have pretty much made the playoffs, plus the Carolina Cardinals, the Killer Cars of Anaheim, and the Amish Brotherhood. That's one category. The other category I'm going to have is the newbies. So they still kind of have to prove themselves, which are the Chula Vista Vipers, the Monkton Mounties, even though he's a he was a playoff team, I'm going to put him down into this other category, and the Graveview's Lions. Now those three teams, they're new. Again, they've probably been around. The Mount the Mounties is the newest. He's only been around for a year. The Vipers and the Lions have been around for two years. Again, I haven't necessarily been watching at all this year, so I'm kind of basing a little bit off of the previous year. I don't have a whole lot of information on them yet to see if they're going to fall into the big group that everybody else is in about being active in trades and knowing what they're doing and keeping up. So I'm kind of just putting them in this new category of still got to kind of prove themselves that they know what they're doing. Um, I'll just hit them on each of them a little bit. The Vipers, again, from what I can tell right now, are at least heading in the right direction. They haven't tanked. They look like they're active. They look like they're making moves. I can see them pushing for that South Division if they continue on the path that they're going. The Graveview's Lions, 
for the last few years, I'm going to say have gone down just a little bit. And the reason I say that is I was pretty close to the owner of this organization before he took it over. And I know the way that Arley had played, that this team would have made probably the playoffs, or at least would be always pushing for the playoffs. So I think it's just a little bit of a downward turn. Um, doesn't mean that the Lions can't figure it out and put this team back on a winning track. Maybe he just decided to get a little bit younger. Um, again, definitely, definitely taking over a team of Arleys, you know, there's a different way of doing it, a different strategy. You know, maybe it just takes a few years for Alex to bring in the way that he wants to do things, and that tra- transition is just taking a little bit of time. So, so I still have faith that Alex can turn this around and bring this up to a competitive team. Steven from the uh, Mounties, again, looking at this last year, I, was, I would say that he's taken a step back. Some of that was due to injuries. Again, some of that's just coming into the league and figuring things out for the first time. But if you look over the transactions that he made over the last year, I would not say any of them necessarily improved his team. So there's a little bit of a caution there. But we'll definitely give them the benefit of doubt and see what happens in the next year or two. Hoping that all of them are able to build their teams that they want to build them and be competitive and not end up at the bottom of the barrel every year. The last category I have, I have three teams in. This category is what I would call my concern category. And then all three of them teams that are in this category, I'd have concerns for different reasons. The Wallabies, only concern is, and it's a frustrating concern, is the activity or the effort that Brent puts into this. Because I look at his team and I can see that this team should be competing every year. Should be battling for that top spot every year. It's just the effort that is put into managing the team and making the moves that he doesn't end up doing it. And it just a team that falls off to the side. The Wu, kind of the same thing where at least for the last few years, the activity side has gone away a little bit. But I see what he's doing. He's at least still making trades. He's still making some ads. I love his minor league roster. So I'm just hoping that he's just waiting. And I hope it's this year to where he starts plugging in these pieces and starts making the run for it and starts being a top team again. The Chicks, I think Zach's going into his fourth year. I just haven't seen any improvement. And I have not seen any activity besides through the draft of trying to make the team better. And I'm going to make this comparison between the championship team, the Rockland Rockets, and these three teams that I'm saying are in my concern category. The Rockland Rockets, your championship team, had 59 ads throughout the season and made 12 trades. The Wallabies had 12 ads, and made two trades during the season. The Wu had seven ads and one trade during the season, and the Chicks had 11 ads and three trades during the season. So I think when you have three teams that are down at the bottom of the barrel, I think they should be a little bit more active in making ads 
and then maybe making some trades. I mean, it's, it's morally in the ads. They should be making a lot more ads during the season than what they're doing. So that just shows me that they're content on coming in last place. They're trying to come in last place to get that top three pick maybe. And if, if to me, if the goal is to build your team through the draft, I think you're going to be building for a long time. And again, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to Wu's team though real quick because I know at least John has made a lot of trades in the past few years to really build up that minor league roster. He's, he's going to have to get it to a point now where those minor leaguers now start coming up and graduating to the major leagues because he really has no room on his minor league roster for anybody else. So again, I'm hoping that that's this year. All right, so let's move on to our season recaps. Start with the best division in the BDL which is the East Division. And the reason why I say that this is the best division in the BDL, which I think everybody probably agrees with, is one, all four of these teams are managed by great owners. Not only are they very competitive and always trying to win, they're very active on trade blocks, they're very active on waiver wire pickups, and they're very active on the forum. If we have 16 owners like these four owners, this league would be unbelievable so i think everybody should strive to be like these four owners not saying we don't have any other owners like these four we a majority of our owners are like these four but this is how everybody should be trying to manage their teams for the most part always trying to win always trying to find ways to make themselves better always active so let's start with the championship team themselves the rockland rockets for the season they were 143 50 and 7, which gave them a win percentage of 733. Of the 20 matchups, they were 17 and 3. In all the categories across the board, which I've mentioned many times before in previous podcasts, they were top 4 in every category. And actually, they probably averaged more around 2 or 3 in every category. Very consistent, like I've said before. I'm going to be giving for every team. The average weekly results for the year and also what their uh, win-loss record was at each category. Okay, their average batting average was 268, which that makes them third overall. And their record was 15-5 and five in that category. They had 13.5 average home runs, which would have put them second overall. And it's Record was 14-5-1 in that category. 39.7 RBIs, which put him number two overall. And his record was 13-7. His average runs per week was 42.3, which put him third overall. And his record was 11-6-3. His average stolen bases was 6.7, which would put him first overall. And his weekly results were 16, 3, and 1. For Ks, average was 7.65 Ks per week, which would have put him third overall, and his record was 16 and 4. Average wins was 5.1, which would have put him third overall, and his record was 15 and 5. For saves, he averaged 4.9 saves per week, which put him first overall, and his record was 12, 6, and 2. His average ERA for the week was 3.61, which would have put him 2 overall. And his record was 16-4. and four. His average 
for whip was 1.7, which would have put him fourth overall, and his record was 15 and 5. So no suggestion here for the Rockets, just uh, for them to continue what they're doing. Okay, moving on, we got the Boston Double Downs, who came in second in the East Division. Their record was 112, 80, and 8, which gave them a win percentage of 580. They won 12 matchups, lost five of them, and tied in three of them. For their averages, for the categories, their batting average was 249, which would have put them 13th overall. They were 8 and 12. For home runs, they averaged 11.6, which would have put them 4th overall. Their results were 11, 8, and 1. For RBIs, they averaged 39.3, which put them 3rd overall, and they were 15 and 5. For runs, they averaged 36.4, which put them 7th overall, and their results were 11 and 9. For stolen bases, they averaged 3.5, which would have put them 7th overall, and the record was 7, 11, and 2. For Ks, they averaged 82.4, which would have put them 1st overall, and their results were 16 and 4. For wins, they averaged 5.2, which also would have put them 1st overall, and they were 11, 6, and 3. For saves, they were 2.9 which would put them 6th overall, and their record was 12-6-2. For ERA, they averaged 3.74, which would have put them 6th overall, and their record was 13-7. And, and for WHIP, they averaged 1.2, which would have put them 6th overall, and their record was 8-12. So on this one, Really good on the pitching side, especially in K's and wins, where he was first. Really bad in average. And then the rest of the categories, they're around the top five. So, offseason for the double downs, you might want to focus on that average category. All right, now moving on to the NorCal Damage, Inc., who came in third in the East Division. Their record was 106, 83, and 11. Win percentage of 558. And they were had 11 wins, 7 losses, and 2 ties on the season. For their averages, batting average was 253, which was 12th overall. And they were 8 and 12 in that category. For home runs, they averaged 11.1, which was 6th overall. And their record was 13, 5, and 2. For RBIs, their average was 37.9, which was 6th overall, which was, and their record was 12-8 and eight in that category. For runs, they averaged 37.9, which would have been 6th overall, and their record was 13-7. and seven. For stolen bases, they averaged 3.4, which was 8th overall, and the results for that category were 6-12-2. For K's, they averaged 70.7, which was 6th overall, and the record was 15-5. and five. For wins, they averaged 4.6, which was 5th overall. The record was 9-9-2. Nine, nine, For saves, they averaged 2.9, which was 4th overall, and the record was 8-7-5. and five. 
for ERA. They averaged 3.95, which was ninth overall. The record was 10 and 10. And for whip, they averaged 1.23, which was ninth overall. And the record was 12 and 8. Yeah, so for the most part, they're around sixth overall. A couple categories where they were um, not so great in was average and then ERA and whip. So if they can bring those three categories down, um, that would uh, improve their team overall. But of course, the damage, as we all know, is always working on making his team better and always improving it. So uh, nothing really to be concerned here at all. Moving on to the Carolina Cardinals, who came in fourth in the East this year. Their record was 191-9. and their win percentage was 523. Their overall uh, record, they had 11 wins, 9 losses, and no ties. For their averages, batting average was 261, which was 6th overall. Their record was 7-13. and 13. A little bad luck there, being 6th overall and having that bad of a record in that category. For home runs, 10.8, which was 7th overall. And they are 7 and 11 and 2 in that category. RBIs, they averaged 36.7, which was 7th overall. They were 6 and 14. And actually, looking at it, those three categories for being a top eight uh, in, in all three of those categories and, and being below 500 in all those categories, actually below 400 in all those categories, uh, that just shows me some bad luck right there. For runs, they averaged 43.2, which was number two overall. And they were their record was 11, 8, and 1. For stolen bases, they averaged 6.2, which was number two overall. They were 14, 5, and 1 uh, for, in that category. Uh, for Ks, they averaged 69.6, which was seventh overall. They were 15 and 5 in that category. For wins, they averaged 3.6, which was nine, ninth in that ninth overall. Their record was 9, 10, and 1. For saves, uh, the average was 2.9, which was 4th overall. Their record was 12, 4, and 4. For ERA, average was 3.93, which was 8th overall. Their record was 8 and 12. And for whip, their average was 1.18, which was 5th overall. And they were 11 and 9 uh, for that category. To me, again, looking at this right now, again, it looks like there's a lot of bad luck. Um, they started off the season fairly well, and then about uh, midway point, they really started running into some issues. I just see a lot of losses starting in about week 13 on down. Uh, they only had a couple wins, and they had six losses. So something happened there towards the end of the season. might have been injuries or something else, but... Uh, the wheels kind of fell off a little bit there. And it also just looks like some bad luck. And, of course, you're probably going to run into some bad luck when you're in that East Division. But no concerns here. I know Matt, one of the most knowledgeable fantasy owners that we have, and he will definitely find ways to improve his team. So no concerns there. And, again, now we're going to go from probably the best division in the EBDL to the what uh, everybody – for the most part, would say is the worst division in the BDL, which is the South Division. 
and again, it's not all the teams in the South have issues. Of course, the Generals do not have issues. They are one of the top owners in this league. They should be. They're the commissioner, so he should be the one of the top owners. I do believe, and it was mentioned in their podcast on the Inside Guys, which is a great podcast, so definitely you should not be listening to this podcast. You should be listening to the the Inside Guys because their stuff is way better than this stuff. Um, if you want to put yourself to sleep, you can listen to mine, but really go listen to the Inside Guys. That's a lot better podcast. But anyways, the Generals, as we all know, has, has a great team. I do think he needs to be pushed a little bit more. I think he's kind of content knowing that no matter what he does, even if he tries to lose, he's going to win this division until further notice. Again, I have hope that Michael of the Vipers can start pushing him. If Brent pays attention and wakes up, Brent can push him. I think the Chicks have a long way to go, but maybe... Maybe he'll figure things out and also can start pushing him. But I, I do. I think the Chicks have a little bit further way to go than, than the other two teams. Uh, for the Generals, their record for the year was 97, 84, and 19. This gives them a win percentage of 533. Uh, they won 10 of those matchups, lost nine of them, and tied in one. For averages, batting average was 264, which was fifth overall. They were 14 and 6. For home runs, they averaged 9.1, which was 12th overall, and they were 9, 7, and 4 in that category. RBIs, they averaged 33.1, which was 11th overall. Their results were 9, 9, and 2. For runs, they averaged 34.9, which was 9th overall. Their results were 11 and 9. For stolen bases, they averaged 4.5, which was 4th overall which the results were 9, 7, and 4. For Ks, they averaged 55.4, which was 8th overall. Their record was 8 and 12. For wins, they were 4.3, which was 7th overall. The record's 11, 8, and 1. For saves, their average was 1.9, which was 8th overall. The record was 5, 7, and 8. For ERA, they averaged 4.3, which was 13th overall. Their record was 9 and 11. For whip, they averaged 1.23, which was 10th overall. And the results were 12 and 8. So, you look at those uh, average results. They're kind of on the back end of the top eight. Probably more averaging around 9 or 10. A little bit interesting because this was a division winner. And your averaging um, overall results are on the back end of the top eight. So some improvement. He's already making improvements. I already can tell where Sky's going to be going with his team in this offseason. He's going to get younger. He's going to rebuild. He's getting rid of some of these older guys that he has on his squad. It's all, it's all good. He's always reloading. And even with all these moves, even if he dumped everybody and just put a bunch of young guys on there, he's still probably going to win the division going into next year. I think we're going to have to play this division just like NorCal Damage. NorCal Damage, we're no longer going to be saying, is is not going to make the playoffs this year. He's always going to make the playoffs until it happens. Same thing with this division. Sky is always going to win this division. We cannot predict anything else until it actually happens. 
So let's move on to the Chola Vista Vipers. Again, I think Michael here is heading in the right direction. It'll be interesting to see what he does with this team this offseason. But I'm not overly concerned with him. His record for the for the year was 75, 112, and 13. His win percentage was 408. Four wins, 13 losses, and three ties. And he's definitely going to be on the back end of almost everything. But again, I still think he's making moves, and, and I, I still think he can he can figure this thing out. His average batting average was 370, which was number one overall, and he was eight and 12. His home runs, he was 9.6, which was ninth overall. He was 8, 8, and 4. For RBIs, he was 33.7, which was 10th overall. He was 9, 10, and 1. For runs, he averaged 33.9, which was the 11th overall. He was 10 and 10. For stolen bases, he averaged 3.1, which was 12th overall. He was 9, 10, and 1 for the record for that category. For Ks, he was 41.3, which was 15th overall. His record was 3 and 17. For wins, his average was 2.5, which was 13th overall. He was 6, 12, and 2. For saves, he was 0.8, which was 15th overall. His record was 4, 11, and 5. For ERA average, he averaged 4.08, which was 10th overall, which was 8 and 12 for that category. For whip, he averaged 1.3, which was 11th overall, and he was 10 and 10. So really need to focus on the pitching side, and this goes for everybody. This is a starting pitching league. You must have starting pitchers on your roster in order to compete in this league. So build a good offense, go start concentrating on starting pitching because you need it. You will not win this league without starting pitching. Third place in this division was the Wallabies. Their record was 73, 115, and 12. Win percentage of 395. They had eight wins, 12 losses, and zero ties. Their average batting average was 255, which was eighth overall. They were eight and 12. For home runs, they averaged 9.6, which is ninth overall. They were 7, 11, and 2. For RBIs, they averaged 35.5, which was eighth overall. And their record was 10 and 10 for that category. For runs, they averaged 31.7, which was 15th overall. Their record was 6, 13, and 1. For stolen bases, they averaged 2.7, which was 13th overall. Their record was 6, 13, and 1. For Ks, they averaged 50.4, which was 11th overall. The record was 6 and 14. For wins, they were 3.3, which was 10th overall. The record was 7, 10, and 3. For saves, they averaged 1.2, which was 11th overall. The record was 3, 12, and 5. For ERA, they averaged 3.7, which was 4th overall with a record of 9 and 11. And for whip, they averaged 1.16, which was second overall. And the record there was 11 and 9. So again, a little bit up and down on some of these categories. Um, really good in whip. Pretty good in ERA. Um, really good uh, 
those were probably their two strongest ones. Pretty average in average home runs and RBIs. And then uh, kind of down in stolen bases, runs. And then the three pitching category. So again, I but I think a lot of this, I, do, I really believe that these numbers would be different if uh, Brent just paid a little bit more attention to his roster and tried to make improvements when he could. Coming in last place in this division, we got the Memphis Chicks, whose record was 68, 117, and 15. Win percentage is 378. He had four wins, 15 losses, and one tie. And, and I'm going to give Zach just a little bit of a benefit of doubt here. This organization throughout this whole history has been a horrible organization. I think they've only made the playoffs once. Um, so he definitely didn't have a whole lot to work with. It's going to take some time to rebuild it. My only concern is how he's going about rebuilding it. Because all I see right now is that he's doing it only through the draft. And he's never going to be able to rebuild this team just through the draft. So just throwing out my two cents there. His average batting average was 260, which was seventh overall. His record was 13 and 7. For home runs, he averaged 7.3, which was 15th overall. He was 214 and 4. For RBIs, averaged 29.2, which was 14th overall. Record was 7 and 13. For runs, his average was 33.1, which was 12th overall. Record was 8, 11, and 1. For stolen bases, he averaged 3.6, which would give him an overall of 6. His record was 12, 7, and 1. For Ks, 40.3, which was 16th overall. Record was 1 and 19. For wins, he averaged 2.3, which was 15th overall. His record was 4, 13, and 3. For saves, he averaged 1.2, which was 13th overall. His record was 5, 9, and 6. For ERA, average was 4.94, which was 14th overall. Record was 10 and 10. And for whip, his average was 1.36, which was 14th overall. And his record was 6 and 14. So kind of the same thing here. You have to build some pitching at some point. I even think that there's a few times, this also might have gone for the Vipers too, where you did not even hit the minimum innings limit for the week, which is just unacceptable. So get some starting pitching however you can. You got a couple categories on the of average and stolen bases, which you're pretty good in. You do got a couple minor leaguers that are coming up, but I don't think you've built that minor league system to where it necessarily compares to even the Woos minor league system. I still think you got some holes in, in that, which is where you should have been making a lot of your ads through the offseason. But you do got a couple guys up who hopefully can bolster your roster here fairly soon. I know a lot of people have also talked, I think, in the forum that uh, your minor league pitching uh, looks pretty good. I, I would disagree with the majority of those people. I, I think a lot of your minor league pitchers have probably taken a step back. So, again, work on starting pitching. Fill some holes in the offseason. Be more aggressive on adding people. And then show show us that uh, you have a plan, and then the plan is not just through the draft. Let's move on to the North Division where we had the Malibu Bay Beers winning that division this year. Their record was 
114, 77, and 9. Their win percentage was 593. They had won 13 of those matchups, lost 5, and tied in 2. I think this was addressed in, a, in, the, again, in the other podcast, the Inside Guys podcast, that bit of bad luck there at the beginning of the season, but came on strong there towards the end. His average, batting average, was 255, which was ninth overall. His record was 9-11. He averaged 12.9 home runs, which was third overall. Record was 12-8. He averaged 39 RBIs, which would have been fourth overall. His record is 11-8-1. His average runs was 39.6, which was fourth overall. His results would have been 12-8 in that category. Stolen bases, he averaged 3.3, which was 10th overall. His record was 9-8-3. For strikeouts, he had averaged 71.7, which is 5th overall. Record was 14-6. For wins, he averaged 4.9 which was fourth overall. His results were 12-6-2. For saves, he averaged 2.5, which was seventh overall. His results were 10-7-3. For ERA, he averaged 3.51, which was number one overall. His record was 13-7. For whip, his average was 1.16, which was number one overall. And his record was 12-8. So, really good on the ERA and WHIP. And then uh, for the other categories, again, even home runs, RBIs, and runs, he was top five. Wins, he was top five. So, just three categories of average stolen bases and probably saves he needs to focus on. He's already made one trade where he's, he's addressing that saves category. He's also addressing his K's category and his wins category by bringing in Kershaw. So he's strengthening that pitching side. And uh, again, Chris knows what he's doing. He's always going to make improvements. And he knows how to fix his holes. So no concerns here. Again, probably going into next year, Beers will be the team to beat in the north. Moving on to the Monkton Mounties, who came in second place this year. Their record was 106, 85, and 9. Their win percentage was 553. They had won 12 games, lost 6, and tied in 2. He came out of the gate strong. He won his first 6 games. And then he kind of started basically just going back and forth with losses and wins. Again, I'm assuming a lot of this has to do with injuries. I know that the starting pitching, you know, he's had some, he had a couple guys go down, especially DeGrom go down. I don't remember what week exactly DeGrom went down. Do think he made a mistake in probably dropping some starting pitching at the very beginning of the season. And then he tried to trade for a couple of those guys back in the regular season. Just needs to really focus on the, the starting pitching side. Let's look at the, the categories here. We had an average, uh, batting average of 254, which was 10th overall. Record there was 10 and 10. For home runs, it was 11.6, which was fifth overall. His record was 11, 8, and 1. For RBIs, 83.3, which is fifth overall. He was 13 and 7. For runs, 38.6, which was fifth overall. His record was 10, 9, and 1. For stolen bases, he was 3.3, which was 11th overall. 
His record was 9-9-2 for Ks. His average was 52.2, which was 10th overall. His record was 6-14 for wins. His average 3.7, which was 8th overall. He was 8-9-3 for saves. He averaged 3.6, which was number 2 overall. His record was 14-4-2. His ERA was 3.74, which was 5th overall. Record was 13-7. Whip was 1.17, which was 3rd overall. His record was 12.8. Again, if I'm, if I'm Steven and these Mounties, I know I got these three starting pitchers coming back. I would still probably try to look to add another starting pitcher or two and maybe just try to address um, getting me another guy who can steal some bases and look to see if I can improve my average a little bit. But I would not go too crazy if I were you, Steven, on doing a full rebuild. I do think you got another year or two if you want to make a run with this team, but that is up to you on how you want to do it. Third place in this division was the Amish Brotherhood. The Amish Brotherhood and also the Killer Cards of Anaheim both these teams, I wish they would approach it just a little bit differently than how they've been approaching it over the last few years. I see both these teams, again, they're extremely active. They both know what they're doing. I just wish they would get out of this full rebuild mode. And when things start going bad in the season for them, instead of selling off and trying to start the rebuild over again, go the other way, which is maybe add a piece or two to help improve themselves. I, I just think that they're both in the in the mode of they're not ever going to be satisfied with their team. And it's just a constant loop that they're in right now. But again, both these guys have full confidence. They know what they're doing. It's just, again, outsider looking in. I just wish they would go the opposite direction than what they keep on going with the most a lot of their decisions during the season. But anyways, let's look at... The Amish Brotherhood's team, their overall record for the year was 73, 110, and 17 with a win percentage of 408. They won four of their matchups, lost 12, and tightened four. Again, at the beginning of the season, Joe had won three straight, and then it looks like he uh, started losing, and at some point there, I'm sure he reversed modes and started to sell off and get younger again. And I just, I just wish that instead of trying to get younger every time that he pushes chips in from the prospect side and the draft pick side and, and acquire the missing pieces that he needs from the major league side. Anyways, his average was 247 for batting average, which was 14th overall. Uh, his record was 9-11. and Average home runs was 6.5, which was 16th overall. Record was 5-14-1. and RBIs was 28.1, which is 15th overall, which is 5-14-1. Runs 32.9, 13th overall, 7-12-1. Stolen bases average was 4.2, which was 5th overall. And his uh, win results were 11-6-3. K's average 53.7, which is 9th overall, 8-11-1. Average wins 2.7, which was 11th overall. Record was 4, 10, and 6. Saves, average is 1.2. 11th overall. Record was 6, 10, and 4. ERA, average was 4.2, which was 11th overall. 
record was 10 and 10. And whip, his average was 1.33, which is 13th overall. And his results were 8 and 12. Again, looking at those are pretty bad categories across the board. And again, I know he's, he's loading up on his prospects again. So just a word of warning, anybody out there who's trying to trade with Joe at this point in time, you know, I'm sure his prospects are going to be a lot harder to get than his major leaguers. So if you're going to come for his prospects, better come with some, some good offers. Fourth in the North Division was the Killer Cards of Anaheim. Their record was 74, 12, and 14. Their win percentage was 405. Their record was 7, 12, and 1. Their batting average was 246, which was 15th overall. Record was 9 and 11. Home runs 9.5, which was 11th overall. Record was 9, 10, and 1. Average RBIs was 32.8, which was 12th overall. Record was 9.92. Runs 36.2, which was 8th overall. Record 8.93. Stolen bases 3.4, which was 8th overall. Record was 8.9 and 3. K's average was 41.6, which was 14th overall. Record was 5 and 15. Wins 2.5, which was 13th overall. Record was 6, 11, and 3. Saves average was 1.9. 8th overall. Record was 10, 8, and 2. ERA average was 5.18. 16th overall. Record was 5 and 15. Whip average was 1.43. 16th overall, record was 5-15. So, again, both those guys planning on losing their need to, to rebuild. Again, I just I just wish they get out of the rebuild mode and just start pushing their chips in, their assets in, and, and start adding uh, major league talent. So the last division that we're going to go over is the West Division. And this division now is going to be owned by the Crawford Cramps. I don't see anybody knocking them off anytime soon. And he doesn't really need to improve much than what he already has. Probably just going to be a little bit on the pitching side. His record for the season was 147-44-9. His win percentage was 758. And we've already talked about it before that uh, he was 19-1 and with that one loss coming at the last week of the regular season so it's very impressive and again and not only that but if you look at most of his wins they were blowouts a majority of them i see a lot eight and eight two eight oh two nine one so it wasn't like he was just barely winning he was pretty much blowing everybody out for the average 269 that was second overall 13 and 7 was his record for home runs 14.9, that was number one overall. Record was 16 and 4. RBI is 41.2, that was number one overall. 12, 6 and 2. For runs, 43.9, number one overall. Record is 18 and 2. Stolen bases, 5.5, which is number three overall. Record was 15, 3 and 2. K, 75.2, which is number four overall. Record was 19 and 1. Wins 5.2, which is number two overall, 16, 3 and 1. 
saves, 3.5 is number three overall. Record was 16-0-4. ERA average was 3.78, which is number seven overall. Record was 10-10. And his whip, his average is 1.2, which is seventh overall. Record was 12-8. So uh, I think I said it a little bit earlier, Brian just needs to focus on that pitching side. He needs to get a couple more pitchers to boost his Ks his and his wins and drop that ERA and whip. I would not be focusing at all on your offensive side, so do not be trading for more outfielders. You're fine. All your trades and all your acquisitions for this upcoming season should be on your pitching side. That would be my suggestion to Brian. If he could add a few more pitchers, this team is going to be unstoppable. Coming in second place in the West Division, we have Kildeva Hills Elevation. Their record was 84, 103, and 13. Their win percentage was 453. Their record was nine wins, nine losses, and two ties. Again, he also kind of started off slow, uh, came on very strong at the end. His average batting average was 253, which was 11th overall. His record was 11 and 9. Average home runs was 10.5. That would be 8th overall. Record was 12, 7, and 1. RBI, his average was 35.1. That would put him 9th overall. Record was 11 and 9. For runs, average 34.8. That would be 10th overall. Record was 11 and 9. Stolen bases, his average was 2.6. Put him about 14th overall. His record was 3, 13, and 4. K's, 77.5, which was number 2 overall. His record was 17 and 3. His wins, 4.4, which was 6th overall. His record was 10, 5, and 5. From saves, his average was 0.9, which was 14th overall, which is 5, 12, and 3. ERA, his average was 5.1. 15th overall, his record was 2-18. And, and for whip, his average was 1.41, which would have been 15th overall. His record was 2-18. and 18. I've mentioned this before. Uh, I really just think Ort needs to get better quality pitchers. Again, he can still continue to do what he does where he's playing the minor league system and, and bringing up a lot of pitchers that way. But I think the quality of those pitchers need to be a lot better. If he's going to continue to do that, he's got to dominate Ks. He's got to dominate wins. And he cannot have ERA and Whip killing him, which they do now. And then at the same time, he, I think he needs to do a little bit of an improvement over on his offensive side to bring some of those categories back in line, especially stolen bases and average, hurting him pretty bad. Um, but again, I know Ort uh, will be tinkering with this team, and he will find a way to be more competitive. Unfortunately, the West Division now is going to be dominated by the Cramps for a while, so he's really playing for a wild card. But again, once you're in the playoffs, anything can happen. Coming in third in the West Division, we've got the Graveviews Lions. Their record was 75, 111, and 14. Win percentage was 410. They had won five games, lost 14, and tied in one. Pretty much the whole back end of the season, they lost just about every matchup. Um, I don't know if that was by design. If I don't know if he made a couple of trades there to sell off, uh, but he pretty much 
from week 12 on. He didn't win a matchup. His average batting average, 265, which was fourth overall. He was 11 and 9. Home runs, 8.6 average, 13th overall. Record was 316 and 1. RBIs, average was 31.5, 13th overall. Record was 613 and 1. Runs, average 32.8. That's 14th overall. Record was 415 and 1. Stolen bases, his average was 2.3. But to put him 15th overall, his record was 313 and 4. K's, average was 45.5, which was 12th overall. Record was 613 and 1. Wins, average 2.6. But to put him 12th overall, record was 78 and 5. Average saves, 1.8. That would put him 10th overall. Record 9, 10, and 1. ERA, average 3.67. That put him third overall. His record was 13 and 7. And his whip of 1.21. That would put him eighth overall and a record of 13 and 7. So definitely need to work on your offensive side. Your offensive side is really more killing you than your pitching side. But a lot of work needs to be done uh, with the Lions. And then the last thing that we'll go over is the Wrigleyville Woo. Came in fourth place in the West. Record was 55, 128, and 17. Win percentage of 318. He only won two matchups and lost 18 matchups. His average was 240, which would have put him 16th overall. His record was 7 and 13. Home run 7.5. That would have put him 14th overall. Record 7.95. Record was 6.95. RBIs averaged 26.7. Would have put him 16th overall. Record was 6.12 and 2. Runs averaged 27.9. Overall, that would have been 16th place. Results 2.16 and 2. Average stolen bases of 1.8. That would put him 16th overall. His record was 5-13-2. For K's, his 43.7, which was 13th overall. His record is 4-16. For wins, 2.2. That would put him 16th overall. Record was 3-13-4. He had zero saves for the whole year. So that put him 16th overall, and he was 0-18-2. For ERA, 4.26, which was 12th overall. Record was 11 and 9, and his whip was 1.33, which is 12th overall, and his record was 11 and 9. And again, I've, I've probably hit on Wu's team enough. And again, I, I like his minors. I think they're getting ready to come up. Hopefully, some of them will come up this year. And he starts backfilling in those, uh, those minor league spots, and he starts adding to the major league roster, maybe via free agency or just a few trades. But I can see if if, we, if John puts some time into it, he could have a pretty good team in the next couple of years. So that pretty much wraps up the old recap of the season. Again, if I come across being on a couple teams, I'm not meaning to. I'm just trying to point out a few things here and there. So thanks for listening. And until next time, take it easy. Bye.